great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And before we go on with the rest of this episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. And recently, I was able to get a sponsorship from Ty Lopez. He's an internet marketer, an internet entrepreneur, an angel investor. And I want to say thank you because these episodes and this podcast would not be possible without our sponsors. And this is something I'm incredibly excited about. I mean, have you ever been so excited about something that you just your mind just starts buzzing and you have to tell someone about it? So that's what's happening to me as I'm learning about how to add more streams of income from Ty Lopez's cash flow program. So that's Cashflow, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W. That's Cashflow with two W's. And what he's been doing is he's been teaching me all about how to start a business without employees and startup costs. So you don't have to worry about all those fancy startup costs. You can get started right now. And how to build a brand on social media so you can earn an income from your brand. Whether you decide to start a podcast or whether you started a YouTube channel, I've done those things. Yet even I am having the opportunity to learn more ways to earn an income. And also, you'll also learn why certain companies would rather pay everyday people just like you and me to promote their products and services you don't have to be a celebrity you don't today you don't have to be uh, have a hundred thousand followers you can get started right now on starting your business without employees and you don't have to be super famous you can do this right from your very own home and basically He's teaching me all of these useful things to know about making money. And I didn't realize how much potential there is right now on the internet. And I was also shocked to know about how easy it is to get started. I mean, it used to be so time-consuming and expensive to start your own business. You'd have to worry about hiring an employee. You'd have to worry about starting you know, some, some corporations and... While those are some things you might want to consider down the road, getting started on the internet to start making money, earning income, earning an extra stream of income is incredibly simple. And Ty Lopez has created this amazing cash flow program. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W with two W's. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It's all changed with that program. So trust me, you're going to want to check it out too. Now, here's what you can do is you're going to get a special offer if you go through and let them know that you were able to hear about his program through me. So here's a special link for you. That's cashflow.com slash your life, your way. That's cashflow.com slash your life, your way. C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W.com slash Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E-Y-O-U-R-W-A-Y. Again, that's cashflow.com with two W's slash your life, your way. And let me know how it goes. You are not going to be disappointed. And with that, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be continuing on this with, with the rest of this episode. Great afternoon, great morning, and great evening, everybody. Now, this episode is specifically for those people who have tried to understand what 
options are, and I'm talking about the stock market, options for trading, calls, puts, going long, going short, terms like that. And if you've already done a ton of research into this topic, whether you're a new Robinhood trader or you've been investing in the stock market for years, but you never really want to look into options because you haven't been interested in taking on more ideas than you need to be or doing more work than you need to be because you're a long-term investor and things like that. Or maybe you have started to listen to the news over the pandemic and tons of people have been talking about how much money has been put into Robinhood where all these beginner traders are looking into options. And regardless of whether you are for or against options trading, you're here for a reason because you're looking for the most efficient way to understand options trading. And if you've done your research online, you've probably been online, you've probably looked for what is the difference between a call and a put? What are the different types of options that you can do? And somewhere along the way, at this point, you probably already searched the idea, something like a house. When you buy a house and you want to buy a house, but you don't necessarily want to put the money in right now because you want to see what the value of the house is. So you negotiate a contract with the owner and you say, hey, I'm going to give you $10,000 so that you hold this house for me. And in three months from now that I can buy the house for $500,000. And that's like an options contract. And if if the house, the value of the house goes up, then you're buying the house at a at a better value. And if the value of the house goes down, then you're buying the house at a lower value or you don't have to exercise that option at all. So, so I think that is a terrible example simply because it can be so confusing because it explains one type of option but doesn't really explain the other. And I'm going to simplify it right now for those of you who are listening without going into further in-depth and overcomplicating all of this. So a call... There are two types of options. They're called calls and puts. And the most efficient way that I've found to understand is it took me a long time to understand this. Lots of reading and I would get these really convoluted examples. But the easiest way to understand a call and a put is that a call is buying the right. When you buy a call, you're buying the right to buy at a certain price. And a put is you buying the right to sell at a certain price and that is it and you can use your logic to do the rest now there is when I say that's it that's the underlying foundation of what a call and put is obviously there's much more to it things like do you want to you know what's the strike price what's the expiration date and you can also sell calls and sell puts but here's the thing alright so we've got the foundation when you buy and open a call option contract or a put option contract when you buy a call you're buying the right to buy at a certain price and when you buy a put you're buying the right to sell at a certain price now think of it on the flip side for the sell side when you're selling something you're giving someone else the contract so when you're selling a call as we mentioned buying a call is buying the right to buy something at a certain price And when you're selling a call, you're selling somebody else the right to buy from you at a certain price. So, And then the logic does the rest. 
when you're looking at the prices. And I'll go into some some examples here in a moment. But consider that. And then, so there's also selling of calls. So as we mentioned, buying or selling of puts. So as I mentioned, when you're buying a put, what you're doing is you're buying the right to sell a stock at a certain price to somebody. Now, if you're selling a put option, someone else, you're selling to somebody, so someone else is buying the right to sell a put option to you. And it is that simple. So at the foundation, there's no need to understand at this point all these crazy examples of houses and insurance and how you can, you know, how the value goes up and down. Right now, just understand the logic behind what these options are. If you haven't understood already, and then maybe this might even be the podcast episode that helps you understand it and you don't even need to listen to the rest of this because you've thought about all the other stuff from strikes to put uh, strikes to uh, in the money to out the money to intrinsic value, extrinsic value, the Greeks, whatever it is. Maybe you've done some research on those and for some reason, uh, you know, you got to understand the options first. And maybe this was just something that helped to open up the doors for you. But again, I can't repeat it enough in the idea that buying a call and repeat it. You know, buying a call is buying the right to buy at a certain price. And of course, you have to buy it from somebody. So the person who is supplying the contract, the person who is selling the contract is obligated. Whereas if you're buying, you are not obligated. So let's go down that that path real quick, just briefly without getting too in-depth into how they work. We're going to simply dive into the idea from what we know of buying and selling calls and puts. When you're buying a call, you're buying the right to buy at a certain price. When you're selling a call, you're selling the right to somebody else to buy from you at a certain price. When you buy a put, you're buying the right to sell a stock to somebody at a certain price. And when you're buying selling a put, you're selling the right for somebody else to sell you a stock at a certain price. And from there, we can let logic do the rest. So let's stick pretty simple, buying a call. Forget the house example where you spend $5,000 to save a house and be able to purchase it at $500,000 or $600,000, whatever, right? Scratch that example. You know, you got in your mind, but let's go to a new topic. This idea that when you're buying a call, you're paying a premium price, a little little premium fee per stock, which you know they come in shares of a hundred, where you are buying a contract and you're paying that small premium price, and you're buying that contract to say that you have the right to buy at a certain price. Now let's break down the logic of how you would look at this. The logic is if you wanted to buy something at a certain price, you don't want to pay higher than market price or you don't want to yeah you don't want to pay higher than than the market price so when you look at it let's say ten dollars is the price of this the strike price of the the call right so you're saying that i'm going to buy the right to buy a stock at ten dollars in two months from now so if you're buying a call, you're buying the right to buy at $10 two months from now. And hold that in your mind for a second. Now, there's two 
there's three possibilities. It could be at $10. There's a few possibilities here. So let's say the company, the stock is worth $12 ten, uh, two months from now. So if it's $12, you know, you use logic. So it's, it's very logical in case you forget this in the future. That's why I keep bringing up the idea of logic is if you bought the right to buy at $10, that means you could buy all those stocks at $10 and now the market price is $12, so you are essentially making that profit if you sell. But basically, your shares are worth more than what you paid. That's what you're doing the options contract for. And of course, there's always the, the, the premium price that you paid, so you have to calculate that in. But this is just keeping it simple right now. Now, here's the other thing. So if you are buying the right to buy something, you wouldn't pay more than what the market value is. So if you're buying the right to buy the stock at $10, if you're buying that right to buy the stock at $10 and that stock is worth $8, then of course you're not going to worry, you're not going to do anything with that. Like why would you pay $10 when the price is when it's worth $8? So that's the the premise for calls. Again, you're buying the right to buy. So then you just use logic from there. If I buy the right to buy something at $10, why, how much would I, how much should it be worth? Should it be up or down in order for this to be worth it? Can I turn this around and sell it for a higher price? So that's the question. Now, the puts is where it can get complicated. That is where I ultimately had some of the more troubles understanding because I've used, I've heard examples, but the simplest most efficient way to understand it is buying a put is buying the right to sell something at a certain price. And here's where that is different from calls. If you're trying to understand the difference between a call and a put, because you're going to be selling at a certain price. So, Let's understand this right now. And that's why, you know, when calls calls when the price goes up, when the market price is up higher than your call, you that's good. But when you're selling, you want to be selling higher than the market price, right? So if you're buying a put option, you're buying the right to sell, and of course you want to sell at a higher price than the market price. So check this. Let's use the previous example. If you are buying the right to buying a put. If you're buying a put, you're buying the right to sell a stock at a certain price. Let's set that price at $10. So this is the reverse of the previous example where the previous example was a call. Now we're talking about a put. So you're buying the right to sell at a certain price. So if you're buying the right to sell at a certain price, you're essentially saying, okay, I'm planning on this, the market price of this stock to be below the price that I want to, to buy at or that I want to sell at, excuse me. So, because that means that you're going to sell that stock higher than the market price is. So, check this. We'll use the $10 example. You buy a contract of puts to at $10, which means you're buying the right to sell a stock at $10. Now, say in two months from now, now say in two months from now, if in two months from now, the stock is $12, all 
Are you really going to want to sell your stock, your shares at $10? No, because if you own those stocks, you would sell them at at $12. So, and uh, and there, there's more to this in a sense of of wanting to have the 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 stocks and to be able to exercise your rights but also at the same time if you are if the put contracts are below $10 then you're making money so say that the the stock price the market price of the stock is at $8 and you go at this point you have that contract for $10 that means you have the right to sell to that other person who is obligated to buy your shares at $10. So at that point, you have made that profit of $2 because you've bought that option contract to sell at $10 when the price of the stock is at $8. And all you paid was that premium. So you have to pay that premium. And when you buy those, you have a choice of whether to exercise the contracts or not. You have the control over whether you choose to exercise those contracts or not. So that ultimately, ultimately, the premium is what you mostly have to lose. And of course, there's the options to trade those premium or, or to trade the contracts, to sell the contracts, and things like that. But at the core of it. These are the simplest explanations, and these are completely different from from either buying the stock or buying or short-selling stocks. Don't get them confused with short-selling. Short-selling is a completely different process, but when you're buying contracts, when you're buying these options contracts, you're buying the rights. Now, if you're selling, remember that if you sell these contracts, you are obligated to do certain things so say that you're selling somebody you're selling someone else the right to sell a stock to you at a certain price so you're selling somebody a a put option so if you're selling somebody a put option to sell the stock to you at twenty dollars you better be prepared because you're going to be obligated to pay those $20 per share. Does that make sense? So I just want to clarify that. For those of you that are wondering if the risk is involved, if you haven't thought about it already or if you haven't had it clarified. So when you're doing that, because the contract, the, the specific numbers are stated in the contract. If you're saying you're going to sell someone a put, you're selling someone the right to sell to you, a share at a certain price and if you're selling someone a a put option or if you're selling someone calls so here's where it can get risky is if you are selling and uh, most platforms don't allow this but just think about it this way is if you're selling someone the right to buy if you're selling someone else a call just remember that you are going to be obligated 
you're selling someone else the right to buy from you, you are going to be obligated to buy 100 shares of that stock depending on what whatever price it is and sell it to that person at that price. So, for that those types of for for when you're selling the rights of calls, you need to have those covered calls. You know, covered is when you actually have the stock and things like that. But just remember, break that down and your logic will do the work. Your your thinking and all of that. But when you use all these other complicated examples of, you know, ins- how insurance works, I've heard examples about insurance and houses. And for me personally, they were good, but they were a little bit too much and they didn't always explain in the best possible way. So for anybody listening to this, options are just another way to make money in the stock market. They can be risky, just like anything else. When you're buying a, when you're flipping items on eBay, when you're, buying artwork you're you're taking a risk when you're starting a business you're taking a risk when you're doing anything you're taking a risk so just think about it in that way and i hope that this message and this this uh this podcast had some interesting information that was helpful to you in understanding and efficiently understanding how call and put options work at the most foundational level and from here this is a great area where you can continue to grow and expand on your research and your ideas and of course learning testing and I wish you the best success the best possible version of yourself and I wish you great things so thank you so much for listening to this podcast I'm very grateful and honored to have you as an audience and have a wonderful day.